internet, and welcome back to Officially Medial, the world's most okay podcast. My name's Eric. And I'm Ben. And here we are again. Here we are again yeah. with what I think will be our shortest episode ever. It's going to be a little one. <laughs> it's going to be a little guy. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I had an experience this weekend at the movie theater that I have never had in all my years watching movies. Um, Did someone punch you in the face? No, that would have been preferable. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm so sorry. (laughs) This is this is is somewhat my fault. Uh, I mean, yes. (laughs) But I mean, we're okay. Just so everybody knows, we're talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. The movie, not the the, game. The movie this month. Um, If you are listening to this episode, you already saw the descriptor, the title, which will tell you that as well. Um, Also, just I should note that my voice for some reason has decided that Right at the beginning of recording this podcast is the time that it wants to maybe stop cooperating. So, yeah, Ben's vocal cords are unionizing, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm I'm trying to bring in a union buster to stop that. That's good. Yeah, we'll see what Bernie Sanders has to say about that. Yeah, exactly. Down with Bernie, huh? up with Bloomberg. Oh God, I quit the podcast. <laughs> the show's over. Can you imagine? It's been I, a neat couple of years. Can you imagine if I was a Bloomberg supporter? No. I can't. Yeah. You'd be a fool. I'd have to have a serious conversation with you. What a dark future that would be. I know. Thank God you're not. Whew. Yeah, dodge that bullet. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, 2020. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I am. I am. If I was allowed to vote, I would probably have a preference between the two. But yeah. uh, Warren and Sanders both align so well with yes. uh, like the things that I care about. Yeah. And I think either of them would make a great president. I agree. Yeah. I think I, I lean Warren, but... Bernie's uh, like polling really well and yeah. doing very well, and I will not be mad at all if he's the candidate no, either. Yeah. Got to um, be one of those two, though. Yes, one hundred percent. The rest of them are garbage. Yeah. No Pete. No. No Bloomberg. No, no Biden. No Biden. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Anyway. Yes. So. How do we? How do we get there? Uh, don't know. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We're back to Sonic <laughs> the Hedgehog. We're back to what really matters. That's right. We're talking about Sonic the Hedgehog, and. I want to preface this by saying we don't normally talk about bad movies or, or we, we try not to seek out bad movies. We try not to talk yes. about bad things that we dislike on this podcast. True. It's very boring to talk about stuff that you hate. It happens on Twitter and the internet in general all the time. Mm-hmm. It just feels like not good conversations to have. Uh, but we're also in the middle of February, which is the deadest time for media, for movies, even, yeah. even TV to some degree. Yeah. Um, so we're struggling to find things to talk and, about this month. And I'd say for 60 to 70% of the, maybe even more than that for our episodes, we try to stay at least a little bit zeitgeisty. Yes, that's true and too. And this is kind of, kind of it. It, it. I mean, when it comes to that, it'd be like this or the rise of Skywalker and I'm right. not touching that. Yeah. Yeah. And this is now, well, I, it had the best opening weekend for a video game movie ever. It was better than Detective Pikachu. Yeah. I didn't know that. I think it beat it out by like 10 million or something okay. like that. Hmm. Um, I didn't quite look at the numbers. I just saw somebody talking about that on Twitter. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's, it's in the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. We don't have a lot else to talk about at the moment. We don't. Um, and so this is what we've decided to talk about. And granted, we, granted, we decided to talk about this. Well, you had already seen the movie. I, 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 I had not seen the movie yeah. yet. So there was still a chance that maybe I would like it walking, walking out of it. Yeah. And, uh, I guess just for some context, the only reason I even did see it <laughs> yes. is because my boyfriend wanted to see it because he played the game go, uh, growing up a lot. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't going to go see it. Right. 
I don't think you were going to go see no, it. No, <laughs> it, it was not on my radar to go see it. And then you would tell me, well, I saw Sonic. We could talk about that. And I was like, okay, well, I have, I have Regal Unlimited, yeah. so it's not going to cost me anything to go see it. So sure, I'll go watch it. Uh, and, and, and getting back to the thing that uh, I did at a movie theater that I've never done oh, before. Oh, right, that, yes. Mm-hmm. An experience that I had. I sat at the back of the movie theater and was on my phone for about 50% of <laughs> my time watching this movie, which I have never done before. I am the biggest proponent of like the theater as a, as a sacred place, a place to mm-hmm. like put all uh, out, outwardly distraction away and to focus in 100% on a film and the filmmaker, what they're trying to do, what the actors are trying to do, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Uh, I didn't feel bad at all. I would say about that the that. movie itself broke that sacred uh, <laughs> that sacred contract by throwing uh, product placement for Zillow and Olive Garden in your face. The, Very hard. The Olive Garden product placement bad. is disgusting how just like blatant and in your face it was. Yeah. They literally used their tagline when you're here, your family. They really, really did. <laughs> they really did. It's, it's so awful. Um, I just... I don't know. Like I, I don't really know exactly what to say about it. Um, I did wonder, like, if I, because we we talked about Detective Pikachu last year, yeah, and that was a movie that I quite enjoyed, and I think you thought was better than you thought it was going to be. It was fine. Yeah, yeah. That's about all I have to say about it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. it's and, unoffensive. And I I wondered because I was a Nintendo kid growing up. Mm-hmm. I had Nintendo consoles. Sega or uh, Sonic was a Sega. They're the Sega mascot. Yeah. So I didn't really grow up playing a lot of Sonic. My cousins had um, a Sega Genesis, and I would play Sonic sometimes with them. But it, I, I have no nostalgic attachment to Sonic. And it did make me wonder, like, if my liking Detective Pikachu as much as I did is because I did grow up. I was nine years old when I played Pokemon for the yeah. first time. And so there was a part of me that really, <clears throat> really loved it. Yeah. Uh, for that reason that it was like oh my god it's like pokemon that i loved and know from when i was a kid and now i'm seeing them on screen in like a way that felt respectful and i wonder if people who have that experience with sonic had like walked out of the theater thinking that especially like once they changed the design to make him look more like video game sonic that it was like that it was like oh they like they listened to us they respected us like we we this is the sonic that we know and love can you imagine if they didn't change the design, and then it was that in that movie. Yeah. I would have liked it more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I think it would have been more interesting. Just be as just be as awful as you can. Yeah. Is there, okay, question. Maybe you don't know this because you just said you didn't play Sonic that mm-hmm. much growing up, but is there anything in the original games about Sonic being an alien from another planet? Uh, not that I know of. Okay. I think they have to do that because... He's, a, He's he doesn't actually look anything like a hedgehog, right? <laughs> yeah. Like when when you decide to set the movie, uh, with like where there are actual humans walking around and interacting with yes. him, rather than making it an animated movie, yep. then you sort of have to have some sort of weird explanation of like why does this thing call itself a hedgehog, but it doesn't look like a hedgehog yeah. in any way. Why didn't he meet a real hedgehog in the movie? That's that would have been another great question. A funny, it could have been funny. Yes. Speaking of funny, I will say I I. I in spite of myself, mm-hmm. laughed more than I thought I was going to in this oh, movie. Oh, okay. Uh, that doesn't mean it was good. It doesn't sure. mean anything I laughed at was actually that funny. But yeah. um, there, were, there were parts that made me chuckle a little bit, I guess. Sure. 
That's probably about as positive as it's going to get. <laughs> oh, the other positive thing I have to say is uh, James Marsden's in this movie, and uh, it's not a good script. It's not a good no. role. He's committed to it, and somehow I thought he made it work for what it was. Yeah. he He's definitely doing the best with what he's been given. Yeah. Um, Which is not much. No. He's just... He's the one who has to say when you're here, your family, and it is yeah, really rough. sad. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just so baffled by it because he's to me always such a reliably committed actor, mm-hmm. and always, he's just always like, uh, like if he's in something to me, like I'm always like, okay, it's gonna be a good performance, right? And he's gonna be there doing the thing, and I'm just confused why someone as good and handsome as him has such a like. <laughs> Sort of like very like middle of the road kind of career. Yeah, I don't know. Like I don't I don't know why he doesn't get more opportunities to like do the things that he's capable of yeah, doing. Because he he was great in like Westworld. Mm-hmm. He he was like in the the original X Men movies, which yeah. is sort of like what kickstarted like the modern wave of superhero right. movies. And um, he's done a lot of good stuff but then he's also done like this and that that dumb looking easter bunny movie that came out a few years ago oh god was that him too yeah and i just don't know what like why why maybe he likes them i don't know i mean i guess like i think that something changed where he like the serious actor james marsden like Mm -hmm. got lost in sort of like the comedy I don't know. Could be more jovial James Marsden, and it feels like he he does that more than he does anything serious. Because I remember him being on Thirty Rock. Oh yeah, he's he's great on Thirty Rock. And me being so surprised that he could be so funny because Mm -hmm. I only knew him at that point as Cyclops from the X Men, and he's so serious and like he plays Cyclops really well. The way that Cyclops is a very serious, straight ahead, like team leader kind of person. Totally. And and in that movie, he didn't strike me as being a very funny person. And so then when he was on 30 Rock and just a total goofball, I was like, oh, okay, James Morrison, you're like, you can do a lot of things. Yeah. And now it just feels like weirdly he's gotten pigeonholed into that kind of thing. Yeah. It's just, I just think he's a very like underutilized actor. Um, and it, it, it bothers me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It bothers <laughs> I me. I understand that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so of course we're going to go full spoilers on this thing. Such as they are. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say there's not a, a whole ton of plot to this movie. Essentially, James Marsden is a cop in a small town called Green Hills, which is mm-hmm. a fun nod to the video game. Um, and he stumbles across Sonic, who has been living there in secret. Because he's uh, on the run from like interdimensional beings who are trying to... Yeah, capture that, him and steal his special speed powers. That doesn't come up at all other than the opening of the movie. Yeah. Like he's hiding from what look like, if you're familiar with the video games, they're uh, versions of Knuckles, the echidna. Oh. Uh, but they're like all like dressed like ninjas for some reason. Ca- I didn't catch that. Um, and he has some caregiver who is an owl whose name I can't remember. Longclaw. Longclaw. I remember it because it's the name of the sword from Game of Thrones. Oh. Jon Snow's sword. Gotcha. Yeah. And so his owl caretaker says, you have to leave here. They're they're after you. Mm -hmm. And then he gets sent to Earth, and then you never hear about those people ever again. Yeah, and she presumably gets killed. Yeah, sacrifices herself to keep them. And that scene is maybe two minutes long. It is is so short and makes, it's barely a fingerprint on the movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, Sonic is hiding, and then one night he's like, 
frustrated and feels lonely. And so he starts running in circles real fast around a baseball diamond. And then he sets off this big electrical, like, EMP blast that takes out the power. So, of course, the U.S. government has to get involved because that's how all these movies go. Yeah. Um, And they send in, like, a drone expert named Dr. Robotnik, played by Jim Carrey. At his most most Jim Carrey ever. Yes. Yeah. He's so Jim Carrey in this movie. Yeah. Which apparently a lot of people liked. That's, like, a lot of the positives I heard were, like, Jim Carrey's, like, back. He's, like, doing his thing. That... His his like sort of shtick has never ever worked for me, so it yeah. was yeah, I found it grating. But sure, I'm glad people like him. Yeah, I, I mean, also nothing else like it. So. I didn't find it grating, but there was nothing inherently great about the performance to me. Like it just yeah. felt very stereotypical, Jim Carrey. Yeah, it, it felt like he was not. It was a quick paycheck. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. So then, of course, Doctor Robotnik is trying to find Sonic and mm. initially like kill him and then when he learns that he's like some source of power wants yeah. to use him for powering his drones and whatever yeah and so then james marston and sonic have to go on the run and then it turns into a road trip movie which also these these kid movies also inevitably always end up turning into there was like a whole like uh image on twitter that was like Peter Rabbit, that hop movie, this one of like the human oh. character sitting in a car with like the CGI animal or whatever it I is. I think I aged <clears throat> out of these movies before that trend started. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, is fine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad thing. Oh, you know what made me angry about this movie? Sure. Is that near, near the beginning of the road trip when they end up at that bar mm-hmm. and then there's the bar fight? And then Sonic does a super speed and everything else goes slow motion. It's oh, like, yeah. oh, okay. So you watched uh, X-Men Days of... Which one is it? Yeah, Days, Days of Future, of Future Pre- Past. Days of Future Past? Yeah. Yeah. It's like... And it's it's literally basically a plagiarized scene. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's the exact same moment. Yeah. Pretty much. But with a animated hedgehog. Yeah, and, man. Yeah. It's like... There's nothing about this movie that is innovative in any way. No. I mean, like, I think it could have... like. Some of the themes it's interested in could be really interesting, like mm-hmm. like loneliness and, and yeah. connection and, and and finding a home and being content with your home and all of that. But it just is so phoned in yeah. and drowned out in product placement. And um, I don't know. I guess I didn't think the special effects were necessarily bad, but they weren't anything special. Right. Even though they were special effects. Oh, also it like... Like at the very very beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. opens up with a record scratch. Like probably oh, wondering God. how I how yeah. I got in this situation. It's, we've all seen this movie like six times. <laughs> yes. is basically what it comes down to. Yes, and uh, I don't know. Like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it's just really. I hate to. I hate that the. My overarching take on this episode of our podcast is uh, who cares about this? Don't see it. I but know. like, who cares about this? Don't see it. Yeah. I mean, I guess unless you're just like a very big fan of Sonic the Hedgehog, maybe yeah. maybe you will have some enjoyment. And I, I saw it on Saturday, on a Saturday, and there were like a lot of families there. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like the littler kids were like having fun. There were moments in this movie, actually, now that you mentioned that, that mm-hmm. if I had been like eight or whatever and I watched this, I, w- I would have lost my mind. Like yeah. there's a moment where... Uh, Sonic decides he's had enough of James Marsden's character and is like, I'm going to get there myself. How do I get to San Francisco? Oh, right. Then he like runs away and comes back and he's got like a fish on his head because yes. he ran into the ocean, <laughs> which is hundreds of miles away. Right. And he's like, I'm wet. I'm cold. There's a fish on my head. And that would have, that would have killed me as a kid. I would have right. loved that. Yeah. But it's not for me. Yeah. Maybe it's just not for me. Yeah, it could be. I mean, but 
Sorry, go ahead. No, I just going to say like maybe it's fair like it's very much a movie for kids. Like a lot of the humor is like yeah. very juvenile in that way. And and the ways in which almost like a Pixar movie they try to appeal to the adults don't really work for me at all. Right. And and uh I'm remembering a uh I can't I think it was maybe in his review of Finding Nemo Roger Ebert said like people often will make excuses for kids' movies being mm-hmm. bad, be like, oh, it's just for kids. But, right. like, he argued that, if anything, kids' movies should be better. Yeah. Because uh, what are we teaching our kids if we're teaching them the bad movies are for them? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That, that is very true. Well, I think of, like, the best kids' movies, which are, like, Pixar movies, of course. Pixar, and a lot Miyazaki, of Miyazaki, yeah. How to Train Your Dragon. Yes. Um, there's lots of good stuff yeah. out there. And I don't think that... Kids movies should just be bad because they're for kids and kids will laugh at poop jokes. Right. We all laugh at poop jokes. They just have to be good jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess I will say one thing that I didn't, that I thought was going to be annoying, but ultimately ended up being fine was Ben Schwartz, his performance as Sonic. Yeah. It was, it was who fine. like in the trailer, I don't know what it was about the trailer. Like I just thought like, it's going to be very grating after a while to hear this, but yeah. he, he does like, he actually like, gives a performance like that's true there, yeah. there's like some range to the way that he talks and acts and feels and everything yeah um and i ended up i thought that was fine yeah um there is a joke in this that like made me roll my eyes which is when the there there's i forget there are so many drone attacks in this movie but there's like mm-hmm. the one where sonic goes can you believe they're said their amazon is going to deliver packages oh, yeah. with these things and i was like that is such a terrible awful like 2019 2020 right now joke that is never going to stand the test of time no and also him doing the flossing dance that he did oh, multiple times i don't remember that uh maybe i just repressed it <laughs> <laughs> yeah he does it a few times and then i just thought like this is going to be so dated yeah why, why put anything in your movie that is going to instantly date it in two years we'd be like oh remember no. then yeah. Like, and again, like the best Pixar movies, Miyazaki, like those movies feel timeless. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I don't know. This movie's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a big, a big, I mean, I'm not even going to say it was a big swing. It was a swing and a miss. Yeah. I um, was, I was not, I didn't feel conflicted at all about pulling out my phone and like checking Instagram yeah. and Twitter and stuff like when I was watching this movie. I mean, I've only ever done that one time in a movie too. Yeah. And it was during detective Pikachu, <laughs> which I again thought was fine, but I was yeah. texting you. I think I texted you about 20 minutes in the movie. Yes. And I was like, I know what the twist is. <laughs> yeah. And I did. I had, yeah. It was not hard to figure out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not. Yeah. They don't, they don't hide that one very well. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything else you like need to say about this movie? Does does he have lightning powers in the video games? Uh, not quite lightning, but it is like, it it is very stereotypical for like super speed to I think like static electricity and stuff yeah. for that to like ultimately end up in lightning because yeah. the Flash in DC Comics does that too, and Quicksilver at times yeah. does that as well. I'm just trying to figure out a way to make a joke about another franchise movie making the main character a Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you could you could work that in there. Yeah. I think. <laughs> But I'll let I'll let the audience do the work on that one. There you go. Yeah, it's I don't know. Just I would say, unless you're like the biggest Sonic fan in the world, don't waste your time on this movie. Yeah. I, or yeah. I guess if you have kids, I think I think kids or just like play the game. Yeah. Yeah. You'll have more fun. I, yeah, I think that's probably true. Yeah. Um 
Yeah, it, it, it bummed me out that it made as much money as it did. Not because I want it to fail, but I just was like, this is what we're doing. Like, this is this no. is going to be a big smash hit that we're going to need a million sequels yeah. to. Did you stick around for the after credit scene? I did. Yeah, so next one's probably going to be Sonic and Tails. Yep. Yeah, and which I always played as Tails because I was always playing at friends' houses. Tails is fun. So that made me kind of happy, but it's I'm not going to go see the next one. Like, if they did... Like a fully animated, got the humans out of there and just mm-hmm. had like the Sonic characters and it followed them. I would probably like this movie a million times more. Yeah. Like, I think anytime it's one of these movies with like a human character who suddenly has to become a de facto parent parental figure. Yeah. I just hate it. It's just very, very, uh, rote and cliche. And yeah. And, and also because in the video them. games, like Sonic was not a child. Like he was like they this movie because he has a a parent figure treats him like he's like a preteen or something. That's true. Like, yeah, like some juvenile kid. And there's like the whole adoptive kind of vibe at the end of the movie. Yes. Yeah, that's true. And and in the games he's like his own person who's like the leader of a group. Yeah, which I get why they did that because you know it's they're trying to make their target audience relate to the character. Right. Um, and it could I I think it could have worked, but it just didn't because they were doing something that's been done to death. Yeah. Yeah. But then I also think, like, when I played Sonic, the few times that I did play it, I didn't think, like, oh, he's me. Like, sure, yeah. I, I'm a kid, and he's a kid. Yeah, it was and just, like, think Sonic's about, like, cool. Kids love uh, Iron Man. Iron Man's, like, yeah. 40. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's a good point, too. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, I don't know. There's just a lot of things about this movie that don't work for me at all. I mean, the, basically, the movie just doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So on that sort of lackluster <laughs> note, I think we can close the book on Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah. parentheses, 2020. <laughs> yes. Yeah, not not one that I will ever think about again uh, yeah, after probably, after watching it. Probably not me either. I will say, like, if, if they do a sequel and they show, like, five or six different Sonic characters are going to be in it, I will maybe go see it. Like Tails, Knuckles, yeah. Shadow. Yeah. Like a bunch of cool ones. I'd be like, the oh, other okay. ones. <laughs> they're, they're like a bunch of obscure ones. Isn't there that, a green one? Yeah, there's a crocodile what? named Mighty. What? No, named uh, Lester, Vesper, something like that. Okay. Mighty's an armadillo. There is an armadillo. Okay. And then my favorite, when I was a kid, like what little I knew of Sonic. And I, I guess I must have done some research because he's not a big character. Is this chameleon named Espio, which I thought was Espio. like the coolest. <laughs> that he was is like cool. He was like purple and had like a horn and stuff. I just thought he was like the coolest. All right. Well, if you're listening... What studio made this movie? Um, Paramount. If you're listening, Paramount, you know how to get Ben Skaggs back to see the sequel. That's right. The only reason I remember that is because um, when they did the Paramount, oh, with the rings, like the yes, rings I remember of the that stars, too. which was fun. Yeah, um, it was the only the only fun. That's the right. Movie. I was like, oh, maybe this is gonna be good, and then like five minutes after, I was like, no, let yeah. me pull out my phone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's gonna do it for Sonic. Yeah. Um, may May we never speak of it again? Yeah. He who must not be named. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, and we'll move on to the next part of our show, which of course is music time. Music time. Music time. All right. Welcome to music time. Uh, of course, the part of the show where we talk about things that we're enjoying in music. Uh, Eric, what are you listening to? Uh, I'm going to recommend a song that I heard uh, a couple weeks ago for the first time. Um, the song is by a band, uh, like an indie band from like the early 2000s. They're not around anymore. Um, 
but the band is called Rilo Kiley. Oh, yeah. And the song I'm going to recommend is um, called A Better Son Slash Daughter. Uh, it's a song I heard, like, a couple days ago. I was just kind of having a bad, like, mental health day in general. Mm. Um, and it was just a song that sort of encapsulated everything that that feels like and is just sort of like and everything that it feels like to struggle to get better and get out of it and mm. um and how like we can make just really awful decisions and and hurt people that are close to us um and feel terrible about it but how like we can just keep going and sometimes we have to fake it until we start feeling it and mm. so on and so on i just like I cried a lot the first time I listened to it oh, and I really? listened to it. I listened to it for like the rest of the day. It was just like, you know how every now and then you're just having a shitty day and then you hear a song and it's like exactly what you need. Yeah. It was one of those for yeah, me. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's like a, a gift yeah. to find those things. Yeah. It was, and it was like, it's not making me feel better, but the song recognizes where I'm at. I was letting me know that it's not going to be this way forever. Mm. Um, and it was just really beautiful and moving and, uh, uh, yeah, I think I actually found it because someone I follow on Twitter posted a link to the Spotify of it, and then all it all it was was like a list of instructions. And one was like, one, make enough money to be able to afford a therapist. Two, go to your therapist's office. Three, play the song for them. Four, be like, okay, now what? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with that, uh, here's a little clip from that song. Thanks. I wrote it myself. Wow. I think I'd probably make that joke every week. Yeah, it's like it's probably like, not funny. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like every other episode. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. Yeah. It's your go-to. It's your signature. Yeah. Everybody wants yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Love me or don't. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I'm recommending uh, a song that sort of fits with my recommendation as well. Um, okay. But I will explain that when we get to the recommendation part of our show. Um, but it is a song by an artist named Swamp Dog. Okay. Uh, who I had never heard of until about two weeks ago. Um, but apparently Swamp Dog, uh, has been active since the 1970s. Whoa. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's a song off the album called Love, Loss, and Auto-Tune. Um. <laughs> that sounds familiar to me, actually. Yeah, it. I, I like vaguely remember it coming out because the, I, I think I remember because Justin Vernon from Bon Iver is involved in this record. Um, oh, he makes okay. a guest appearance okay. and um, the album is like super auto-tuned. Okay. Um, and I think I remember it was like, oh, like a bunch of producers came and this like soul singer from the 70s is like sort of reinventing himself now at like an old age and okay. um, like with some really hip production and stuff. Um, so... Uh, the artist's name is Swamp Dog, but his his real name is Jerry Williams Jr., who was born July twelfth, nineteen forty two. Um, so he's very much an older gentleman. 
uh, almost 80 years old. Wow. And, uh, yeah. Uh, but this song that's off this record is called I'm coming with love and on my mind. <laughs> um, and it is one of the most like joyously romantic and, um, like weirdly kind of like sexy songs I've ever heard. Okay. And, uh, it just made me really, really happy. And I think it's one that I had heard before cause it's, it sounded so familiar with the first time I heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've just, I've been just listening to it nonstop. I think it's incredible. Um, one that he did this at such an old age that he just thought like, I'm going to reinvent myself, like play with noises and, and sounds that I've never played with before. Um, and has made some really incredible music. Um, I've, I've been listening to, I've, I've listened to the whole album a couple times too, not just that song. That's the one that I keep coming back to, but the album as a whole is very interesting. What year did it come out in? 2018. Oh, so okay. just so a couple years ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I highly recommend that album and this song in particular, I think is wonderful. So here's a little bit of that. Well, tonight for me, that's just what the doctor ordered. That's exactly what I need. And where some of that perfume I bought you, that's Chanel number 69. I'll be home in a few minutes and I got love in. That's great. So good. Um, I will probably listen to it again after we're done recording. It makes me very happy. Um, okay, so with music time done, we'll move on to the third and final part of our show. It is the second part. Part part two slash three. Part two slash three. I really need to come up with some sort of jingle for that Should part. Jingle for the second part? Yeah. Hmm. We'll have to think about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. What if it was just the 20th century 20th century Fox fanfare? Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. I, I, is that copyright infringement? Would I mean, we have to now like, that pay somebody Fox, for something? Is, Fox is more or less just owned by yeah, Disney that's now. True. Maybe it doesn't matter. Or maybe it matters more. That Disney oh, would be very God. litigious with about yeah. it. I mean, we're not making any money off this. No maybe I could just us. play that like that terrible uh, recorder things. cover that's on YouTube. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, Okay, but of course, second part is where we're, uh, Eric and I are going to recommend something else we've been enjoying mm-hmm. in pop culture, something we've actually enjoyed in pop culture, I guess I should say, in regards <laughs> to this episode. Yes, yeah. <laughs> something that makes us happy and joyful. Uh, so, Eric, what do you got? All right, well, uh, I'm going to try and like redeem the the shitty children's entertainment okay. uh, element of this episode with a children's show that I watched in full yesterday, and I think maybe you recommended on the podcast a few months ago. Okay. Uh, it's called Over the Garden Wall. Yes. Yeah. Did you recommend it when you watched uh, it? I, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I believe I did. Okay. Yeah, I had. you've recommended it to me. My friend Ryan recommended it to me. And uh, I've heard from people who like shows like Adventure Time, which is maybe my favorite show of all yeah. time, that it's great. So I uh, talked to my boyfriend into watching it last night. We watched all 10 episodes in one sitting. It's it's so good. Yeah. And I, I like about 
halfway through, I was like, this feels like a show that you would want to watch on Halloween. Mm-hmm. And that's before they reveal that like it takes place on Halloween. Yes. I was like, oh, it so, makes me so happy. Yeah, it's very much a fall show. Yeah, fall and it's creepy. It's very creepy mm-hmm. and spooky and, and very funny and just like sort of like that exact niche of like what I like from cartoons being like cute but creepy and funny yes. and it just made me so happy. Um, and it was also pretty moving at parts. Yeah. Um, the end like really got me. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it is, uh, so basically it follow these, follow, follows these two brothers who are, you know, it's more or less a story about being lost in the mm-hmm. woods. Um, and, uh, one of the, the older brother's name is Wirt. The number younger one's name is Gregory, which is very funny to me. Yes. <laughs> um, Wirt is voiced by Elijah Wood. I knew I recognized him. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't place it. Um, and they're also, he's like 45 I and know. voicing teenagers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, isn't that most voice actors though? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's them trying to find their way home and just getting yeah. lost in the woods. And there's a, this entity in the woods called the beast that they are warned about by this woodsman who keeps cutting down trees for some reason that you yeah. don't know about. And, uh, it's just about them trying to find their way home and, and find, uh, and, and avoid the beast. And they, they meet a talking bird named Beatrice along the way. Who's a wonderful. Who's voiced by, um, what's her face? The Australian actress, Nicole Kidman. Um, <laughs> no, who, who does like a lot of indie stuff. Her voice um, sounded very familiar to me God, too. I'm going to look I it up while you talk. Kept meaning to watch the credits, but I, I didn't. Um, but yeah, it, it's a, it's, uh, beautifully drawn. The animation is gorgeous. Um, it just has that exact vibe of, like I said, cute, creepy, funny that I that I like, and and uh, I think a lot of the show is about Wirt confronting his sort of shortcomings as an older brother, and as an older brother myself, that sort of moved me. Even mm-hmm. though I'm not, you know, 15 or however old right. he is, it's you know, I think when truth is spoken, it resonates throughout. Yeah no matter how old you are. So right. I mean, and you're never not an older brother. <laughs> right. You know yeah. I mean? exactly. Like yeah. there's still ways in which even as we grow up, like things that we could do better or whatever. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a, a song about, I think it's about halfway through the show. Um, it's the episode in the school, mm-hmm. the school and this song about eating potatoes with molasses. <laughs> yes. And I like, I cannot remember the last time I laughed that hard. It was, <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's it's. I can't recommend it enough. I think it's wonderful. Oh, it's I'll probably so watch it uh, this fall when things start getting spooky mm-hmm. again. Um, yeah, it just made me very happy, and I thought it was delightful, and uh, felt like uh, felt like a full meal. Yeah, when it when it comes to entertainment, so and like a super easy watch. Again, it's only ten episodes. Ten episodes. They're about twelve minutes each, so yeah. it's basically like watching a, a movie. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Melanie Linsky. I love her so yeah. much. I didn't know she was Australian. Yeah. Oh yeah. She, yeah. yeah. She she does American a lot. If I see her in, if I see that she's in anything, it'll automatically make me want to watch it because yes. she's, she's so wonderful. She's I think incredible. the first thing I ever saw her in was uh, Ever After. Oh okay. And she was one of the she was the non evil stepsister. Oh wow. Yeah. And I've loved her ever since. Wow, I don't. It's been a million years since I've seen that movie. Yeah, my mom watched it a lot. <laughs> my sister was very into it that was, movie. Unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. I could say the same thing about my sister. Yeah. With it. Sorry, Anna. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not sorry about what I said. <laughs> she doesn't even know I have a podcast. Yeah. She also, might it's know. true. Yeah, she might. Anyway, enough of my baggage. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me, I'm recommending a TV show as well. Um, 
and it is a book, an adaptation of a movie of a book. Hmm. An adaptation of a movie of a book? Yes. I wonder if you, oh, I, mean, I, I doubt you will guess it if, it if you don't already know what it is, but. No. Um, what if I told you that it stars Zoe Kravitz? Oh, yeah, I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a TV show called High Fidelity and it's on Hulu. Um, the entire season is out, all 10 episodes. That's refreshing. Um, yes. And it's one that I, uh, the other podcast that I listen to, they've been talking about, uh, on, on one show in particular, um, because the host really likes the book. And so he was like very excited that they were doing a remake of it and turning it into a, into a TV show. Um, but it essentially follows, um, in the book, it's a man. They've mm-hmm. uh, adjusted the role to be a woman, played by Zoe Kravitz. Mm-hmm. She's the lead. Um, and she owns a record store in New York. And it's like her and two employees who are her friends as well, who mm-hmm. work there. Um, and she, own, yeah, she owns the record, the record store. And it's sort of about... Um, her trying to get over a very serious relationship that she had mm-hmm. um, and trying to maybe enter into a new one, um, but still carrying the baggage of the old one and still maybe harboring feelings for her ex. Sure. And it's, a, it's about a lot more than that. Um, but that's like the bare bones of it. If you stripped away everything else, um, that's sort of the the thrust of, of all the action and everything that happens. Yeah, um, but I just thought it was, really wonderful and really well done. Um, I really love Zoe Kravitz and she's, great. she's so good in the show. Um, she's just kind of a mess of a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, doesn't have her shit together. Um, is seeing other people like succeed and move on in their mm-hmm. personal lives and ways that she's not like, she feels very stuck. Yeah. Um, and she's a little self-destructive. Um, and I just really liked it. And, uh, I, I, I've, I, I watched the movie years ago, um, and I don't remember how it ends, but I'm this, they definitely set this up for a second season. So I'm guessing that they haven't quite reached the ending of the book or the movie. Um, but some beats felt very familiar, which I guess I'm still just remembering from the movie. Yeah. I've never the, seen the movie. The original star is John Cusack right. and has... Uh, Jack Black in it as well, and then really? somebody else. What year did it come out in? I think it was early two thousands. Oh, maybe late nineties. I thought it was an eighties movie. No, oh, it's, it's more recent than that. Is it? It's not the one where he's got the the holding the boombox boom box over his head. No, that say anything. Okay, I mixed them up in my head because I haven't seen either of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I I highly recommend it if you like Zoe Kravitz, if you like movies about or TV shows, I should say about relationships. Um, if you just want like a really good, fun watch, um, you should watch it. Yeah. Oh, and I was going to say the way that it ties into my music recommendation was that because it's in a record store, like the soundtrack for the show oh. is very, very good. Oh, and I so it's actually on that show that there's like a moment where it's like her and her, em- her employees at the record store. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, watch this. I'm going to sell three Swamp Dog records right now. And so they have like a record player and she just like throws it on and it's like a busy Saturday and they throw on the Swamp Dog record. And it's not the song that I recommended, but it's another from that album. Yeah. And it just starts playing and you just like slowly like see everybody in the store like 
perking their ears up to be like, who is that? And then like several people ask like, who is like, what is this? Who, who is this? And they like sell a, a few copies of that record. That's great. Um, and, and I, I felt the same way. Like I listened yeah. to the song that they played and I was like, Whoa, that sounds really cool. Like I want to learn more. That's great. And so I did. Uh, but yeah, and also, yeah. So like I said, the, the music on it is like terrific as well. Nice. Um, I saw some complaints from people being like, it's not, it's like not insidery enough in terms of the music choices. Like it doesn't feel hipstery enough. Like, like, but whatever, yeah, whatever. It's also a show for like general audiences. So yeah, it's got Zoe Kravitz in it. What else do you want? That's true. Yeah. She's, she's, yeah. I and, like her a lot. and Jake Lacey, who I like quite a bit too. Who's that? Um, he was in obvious child. Oh yeah. I've seen his picture in the promos for the show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know who he is. He's great. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just, yeah, I recommend it. It's good. Yeah. I, it's on my radar. It's one that I want to see. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you'll like it. I think so too. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of itching to rewatch it already. Really? How, how long are these hour episodes or half hour? Uh, they're about half hour. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. Which I love. I love, I love the new half hour drama. Nice and it makes digestible. me so happy. Yeah. Yeah. Russian doll. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that, you could call that a dramedy, but you know, still, yeah. I mean, this yeah. is, I guess, dramedy too. Like, yeah. It's not straight drama, but yeah. you know, it's overwhelmingly excuse that way. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's it. That'll do it for the show. Yeah. Um, before we go, I want to say thank you to Louis Zong for the use of our theme song, The Long uh, Hike. As always. Um, you can find it and other music by Louis at louiszong.bandcamp.com. Uh, if you want to send us a question or comment, you can email the show, officiallymedial at gmail.com is the address. Uh, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I am at Benjamin underscore Skaggs. I am at Basic Slimes on Twitter and at Eric Naduke on Instagram. That's right. And uh, that'll do it for us. And that's it. Until March will be our next episode. Wow. It'll be March. I keep thinking there's like two more weeks in February I still. Know. This is it. There's we only not, got a few, yeah. a couple days left. It's a leap year, right? Uh, I believe it is. Yeah. Yes. I literally did that math uh, yesterday because mm-hmm. I was trying to think when, because I was like, is it a leap year? And mm-hmm. then I thought, when was the jerry's birthday episode in parks and rec oh. and then i was like <laughs> and i was like that's when she was running for for city council and that was no 2012 and i was like 2012 2016 2020 we've done it again here we wow. are wow yes that was that was the loop my brain went on without looking it up on my phone <laughs> that's great <laughs> that's great good for you yeah i guess yeah. <laughs> it's innovation i think next time well we haven't really talked about this but maybe we we'll talk some outsider I think the I show. Think I think the that. show will have wrapped by yeah. the time it's time to record again. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah. we can do a, an episode on that. A TV show that I think both of us are enjoying. Yeah, yeah. So, so stay uh, tuned. <laughs> until then, <laughs> yeah. we will see you later. Yeah, enjoy. Take care. Enjoy your weekend. I'm assuming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye.